Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to be entertained, enlightened, and educated about men, men's secrets, and dating advices decoded as we dive into another episode of Men's Secrets Exposed Podcast and Show. And welcome back. Top of the week, new week to you. Hope you had a good weekend. Men's Secrets Podcast, new show. I'm your host, comedy magician Dwayne Hill. Wanted to get into it, get your questions answered, decoding men, pulling back the curtain on men and secrets. Have a co-host with us, male co-host, my man Steve. Steve coming back for another, another round. Steve, say what's up. Number three, coming back for more. All right. And hey, we are enjoying your feedback uh, your comments and your questions. We're loving it. I'm sharing them with the other co-hosts. We appreciate everything that you're doing. We appreciate you getting something out of this. Uh, you have some interesting comments. Uh, ladies, I know we're probably showing you some things that you did not, we're not aware of when it comes to men, but hey, that's part of the point of this. We want you to get some things out of it. Hopefully you can look at your dude a little different and a little bit more understanding and not, you know, <laughs> get so frustrated with him. And, and if you have some issues from the past that you may have been wondering about your exes. Hopefully we're trying to answer some of those questions and giving you a little bit closure. You can feel better about how that situation ended. Ladies, if you got questions or men, men or ladies, if you got questions, call them in 813-534-0169. Text in your question, 813-534-0169. We will get your questions answered on the show as fast as possible. So here we go, right, coming, 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 right out of the gate. Question is, uh, to men, what does commitment really look like? What does commitment really look like? Commitment looks yes. like uh, whatever, it, well, here's the thing. Commitment has a different level for everybody else. I know people that are in open relationships, but they're committed to each other on a, uh, on a, on a uh, emotional level. Like they would never emotionally cheat on one another, but they physically are open with everybody else. But they feel that that's commitment. Really, the commitment is down to whatever you think that commitment is to yourself. And you've got to really relay that to your partner as well. What do they think commitment is? Like the commitment in my relationship, in my marriage, is that we are only physically with each other. We are emotionally only with each other. Now, we yeah. may have other people that are friends in our community that, uh, that are extended family, uh, in, in essence, but we are only with each other and we only share our lives with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to, I think if, if, if ladies, you're wondering this question, you need to ask your the potential candidate. What is their definition of commitment? And you need Definitely. to do it in a way. You need to do it in a way where where it doesn't look like you're asking him for commitment, but you're asking him his definition of commitment. And you that's know, just that's um, just more information. If you know and he knows, then there's no. If he crosses that line that you have set in the sand, but you haven't said that that's where the line is. Yeah. He. It's harder for you to get upset at him when he has a different idea of what commitment is in his in his mind. But if he knows yeah. that that is your level of commitment and that's where the line is in the sand, then you can get upset with him because he knows. Yeah, because, I mean, if, you're, if your idea of commitment is salt, his idea of commitment is pepper, and then you, he discovers he wasn't on the same page, well, now that's a communication issue. As opposed to if he knew and it was like, look, you know, commitment to me is you're not going to see anybody else. 
Uh, you're not going to be involved with anybody else. And he knew that. And then he still does it. Then his definition might be different or he might not just thought it was this that serious. So I think it's an individual question. You need to ask your potential candidate, suitor, or mate and say, what is your idea of commitment or what does commitment look like to you? Because then again, too, this happens. It, it, it happens where, you know, the woman wants to be free. Like she kind of wants to be committed to the man, but she still wants to have her options open where she's free to go out with other men or she still wants to see other dudes or something like that. You know, he might be thinking it might be more exclusive. And then your idea of commitment is, well, you'll really be the only one I'll really, really be with. But if uh, something pops up and it's just a physical thing, then it might happen. Kind of like like what Steve was saying in in some cases of open relationships. I saw something. (laughs) I saw something on Facebook. And this was this woman was 100 percent serious. Me, my definition of commitment, I couldn't help but laugh. And it was it was a woman that posted uh, a provocative picture of herself, and you know that drew a lot of men's comments underneath, right? So this this man asked her, "It's like, hey, shot you a private message, uh, you know, let's talk." And this woman, after she posted a provocative picture of herself, her comment back to him was. Um, sorry, I can't do that. This is exactly what she said. She what? said, she said, I'm, she said, I'm in a committed, this is what she said, <laughs> I'm in a monogamous, this is how she put it. She said, I am in a monogamous, committed relationship with my husband and my boyfriend. It, okay. <laughs> oh, so I, I think somebody I guess, needs to explain monogamous with, well, her. well, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, I thought it was funny because inventing, it was like, it's like, it's like uh, Princess Bride. <laughs> you know, if you've ever seen Princess Bride, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. I, I mean, I, I guess what she was saying was the three of them are in a thing and all three know about each other and they're all three of them are cool. Well, and that's, and that's totally fine if their relationship works that yeah. way, but that's not monogamous. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's not, what she <laughs> <laughs> that's what she put and I, I i just it just struck me as funny i i didn't of course i didn't comment back but i just laughed at what was said i was like okay so that's her and i mean i guess you know as they say you know to each their own and you know that's her flavor ice cream and hey that's her thing so her husband knew about her boyfriend her boyfriend knows about her husband and all three of them are cool i guess they all three do that so, if it work, if I, it works, it works. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. It wouldn't work uh, in in some relationships out there, but for some people, it does. Yeah. Uh, next question is, uh, what makes a man says that he's ready? What makes a man say he's ready? He's there's ready. a couple different. There's a couple different factors in that. Um, okay. Uh, it, it, let, let's try and break it down. But um, okay. What makes a man say that he's ready? Uh, some of it comes down to, uh, like, unfortunately, finances. Taking a look mm. at, at finances, taking a look at household income, whatnot. Uh, a lot of, especially in this in this new day and age, a lot of stress has been put on the fact of you know how much you make, how much you're able to support your family, how much you're, and and ends up becoming a, a problem 
when you try to envision commitment beyond into marriage and beyond that life, when you're not able to really sustain yourself. Um, it, I mean, that comes from a from an era back in the 1950s where the man was able to work and provide for his family, and that was the only job that they needed. And that's changed so much. Um, you know, where where both parents pretty much have to work now. Or both both parents. I say that because I'm a dad, but both both of the uh, the husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend have to work to maintain uh, a household. So it that's part of it. Um, that's one of the biggest things I think that, that men take a look at is, uh, is the finances, whether they're able to take that next step into being able to, to take care of the family, because that's what we've always been uh, looked at in this society, in, in many societies, is, is a man able to protect and support for his family. And it's getting harder and harder for a single man to say, yes, I can do that. Because a lot of men, they don't. They, they don't have the, the financial wherewithal to provide. And then that ends up becoming a problem. Um, but that also, it's changing in the mindset too. Because I see a lot of the younger people that are coming out of college and, and in high school and whatnot, that they're actually starting to see that it is a, a double, that, that two people need to provide for the family. So instead of having somebody that is, you know, the sole breadwinner, you're actually having generations now that are being formed that know off offhand that both need to provide for the family. And then that's going to be easier with that idea of finance that that won't be as much of a prominent figure anymore going forward. But for right now, I'd say it's finance. Mm. I think uh, I think finances play into it. I think for me, just in general, I think a lot of men, when they feel like they're really ready, is that they found that one woman that they get enough from that really doesn't make them want to go out and pursue other women. You know, this woman, this one I'm dating, you know, she's this, she's that, we get along, it's great. She is giving him a sense of nourishment that in a sense is feeding whatever it is, whether it be ego, whether it be soul, whether it be mental, whatever, or it could be all of it. Um, If he's getting all of that, the way that he really needs, and that's the key word, needs. He really needs. That's when he. That's when a lot of men say, "Okay, this is who I really want to be with." Some men out there, I'll throw out a number. I'll say, you know, fifteen, twenty percent of men out there, they're tired of the fight, as in they're tired of being in the in the jungle, you know, out there looking and on the hunt, and something comes along and it's cool, and they just make it work. And as some people will call it settling, you have those men out there. I think for most men, that is a majority when they feel like, okay, I'm ready. This is, this is going to be it. I'm not going to entertain other women. I'm not going to try to talk to other women. I'm not going to see other women. The one that they pick or the one that they end up with or the one that they choose or the one, whatever. Hey guys, again, thank you for listening. We appreciate your feedback. Appreciate everything that you're giving us. Uh, the questions keep them coming in. If you're enjoying what we got going on, much appreciated. We are, I am attempting to uh, do a much bigger, bigger overall scope of entertainment. And I'm trying to sign a multi-project deal with Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or Apple. If you're enjoying this and you think it would be good on their platform, think this could help other people, and you think this would be beneficial, please reach out to one of those four, or all four, matter of fact, 
Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and Apple. Let them know that you dig what we're doing and let them know that you think it would be good on their network. Thank you. Bye. However way you want to phrase it, it becomes a situation where, okay, this woman is it. She is giving me this uh, spiritually. She's giving me this in an intellectual standpoint. We got a physical thing going on where that's firing on all cylinders. And when that happens, that's when a lot of men say, okay, this is it. Some men don't believe it exists. And, you know, women tend to want to call those guys the elusive bachelor. It's not that they're being an elusive bachelor. They just don't believe they can find it. And they quit looking. And they just accept what they see is what they see. And, you know, they accept they got a shelf life, kind of like a gallon of milk. And that's it. So some men want the readiness they want the commitment they want to say this is going to be it and there's some guys that don't believe it exists and they're not even looking for it and if ladies if you're out there and you're kind of catching a guy that might be kind of that way you, you might need to figure that out a little bit early because if you're feeding back into the first question of what does commitment look like if you want this kind of commitment from him he doesn't really believe that kind of commitment exists or he doesn't believe that kind of commitment is beneficial to how he wants to live it's not really going to happen so that's my two cents and what i think uh, third question, when do men, or when should, when do men bend their pride? When do men bend their pride? Yeah. Okay. When do men bend their pride? Well, you know, we never like to hear that we're wrong. Nobody likes to hear that they're wrong. Females think of the last time that, you know, you heard <laughs> from somebody that you were wrong. So yeah. it, it comes it comes less into the the point of, of men bending their pride than people bending their pride. But uh, again, it comes into what what I was talking about with you know the man was supposed to be the sole uh, uh, provider for the family, is supposed to take care of the family financially, protect them. Um, we're still kind of in that mindset a little bit. So it is a it is a, a, a kind of a hit to our pride when we feel that we failed in that regard in one way or another. It ends up, yeah. you know, uh, so when can we bend our pride? It, it hurts, but, you know, part of the thing is that we've already done it, but we just haven't vocalized it. A lot of the time, we've already taken that hit to our pride, and we're just trying yeah. to move on. And sometimes people want to remind us about that hit to our pride when we already know about it. It's not that we're ignorant yeah. of it. It's just that we don't want to be very vocal about it. Think about if if you made a mistake and you were able to just learn from it and move on, um, you know, it's it's like somebody asking you to, well, you have to go and stand out on the highway with a sign saying what your mistake was and why you did it. That way I know that you know that it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to do that, you know. Yeah. You Of course, you want to do that with somebody that doesn't know that they made a mistake. But uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the time we already know. We already taken that yeah. hit to our pride. We've we've tried when we're trying to move on. Yeah, I think uh, I, you know, men men, they're really into you. There's going to be a degree of you know they know, and this this is this can become major issues when it comes to relationships. They know the situation of what they are doing is right, but they will be quiet, or they might humble themselves, or as some women would interpret that as bend their pride just to appease the situation so there's no there's no more waves in the water um 
You know, I think a lot of men, sometimes they reach a point when it comes to certain things of relationships or arguments or disagreements or, you know, not seeing eye to eye on things when it comes to relationships. And they look at it and they just say, okay, am I really going to deal with this even though, you know, I'm right or I'm morally justified in what I'm doing? Versus be cool and just let this kind of go over, let this blow over so that way we can just go back to being a happy couple. Um... When men get into that kind of question, it's like, is it even worth being right about this one particular issue? And a lot of times, that's when men tend to just say, you know what, there's bigger fish to fry, whatever. And they tend to bend their pride and they tend to let it go. There's that whole, that's, there's that whole comedic bit about, you know, there are two things when you get married. That's happy wife, happy life. And the other thing is that you say, yes, dear, and everything is your fault. Mm. <laughs> and as, as, yeah. as much as we want to say that's not true, it is to a point. Because there are just point, there, there are times where we just don't want to say anything. Because it will, well, it will create a bigger problem than actually I'm just gonna, saying something. I want to chime in here. I'm different when it comes to that. And... Uh, I think men I think men if you're if you're if you're out there and you're taking those hits in the chest and you buy into that happy wife happy life I think I think I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment because if you really look at the situation happy wife happy life don't exist man's not in charge of me even though we as men feel it's our moral responsibility to make our woman happy it's not it, it it's com- impossible. No, it's it's not. But it's also the idea of, of losing the it, battle uh, over winning the war. Yeah, but the thing and see, this is bro. We're gonna have diff- we're have differ part. We got to split the we got to split the road on this because there shouldn't be a battle or a war. It shouldn't. No, be. no. It really shouldn't be, guys. If you buy into that happy wife, happy life, you're setting yourself up for frustration. I'm because just, the woman, the woman is in. Oh, I know what you're saying. What you're saying is, well, do certain things to certain, appease. Well, there are certain things within a relationship too that it's not. You look at it and you go, really, is it worth it to have an argument about this? And is it bigger, worth it bigger to create fish to a rift with with this? And sometimes it's just it's not worth it. It's really and not that's worth where it to have this this conversation because I'm able to walk away it doesn't affect me that much i mean i can be right in this instance or you know and and this is me talking from me personally but also it could be from a female point of view i'm right in this instance but really it's not that big of a deal for me to lose Mm. you know this argument yeah well i think uh this can feed into what we had said before about communicating certain things that are really Hard nose, non-negotiable deal breakers. Because yes, the way the way men feel, if it's falling outside of one of those areas, we don't emotion. It's not that we don't care. It's just not worth the the emotional toil exactly of of dealing with the back and forth because it's outside of the deal breakers. So it's like it doesn't really matter exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean the relationship doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you don't matter. It doesn't mean that your feelings don't matter. It just means it's just that this one particular this particular set of circumstances, it's not that the bigger big of a picture. Deal. The bigger picture, the bigger, the greater scheme of things, bigger fish to fry. 
whatever, deal with it, and then we're just going to move on and hopefully not have this argument anymore. True. That tends to be men's way of thinking when it comes to that. Last question for the show is what should women do more of? And I answer, it's funny, I answered this question in another show with, a, with, a, with the female co-host. <laughs> Listen. 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 Hmm. Okay. And, which is what men and, need and, to do that, more of, too. Which is funny how you said that because I said it diff- I said that in a way, but I said it different. Okay, I said, ladies, it's not what you should do more of, it's what you should do less of. Yes. Which is basically the same thing you're saying. And I say, women, it's not what you should do more of, it's what you should do less of. And which is men interpret when you talk and you vent and you express, we interpret that as complaining. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, we go in problem solving mode and we just, this goes back to what men's hardwired programming basic Mac operating system is, which is we just want you to be happy. That's it. We just want you to be cool, be happy. And when you're complaining, we're interpreting that as you're not happy. So we immediately want to go into what is wrong, what is the issue, remove the problem, remove the obstacle so so we can you're fix happy. it. And make yes, you happy. And we can, because if and we, can, we want you to be happy because we're in a relationship with you and we care about you. If we didn't care about you, then we wouldn't care if you were happy or not. Correct. And that's it. And the thing is, I'll say this too, man, you need to educate yourselves. You need to educate yourselves on the difference of when she's expressing versus when she's venting versus when she's genuinely complaining. Mm -hmm. In our feeble, basic caveman brain, we hear all three as one of the same. And that is a flaw of men, and that's wrong because it's not the same. But our programming and our default is we think it is. Mm -hmm. And you you have to, men, you have to educate yourself on the difference you know, is she know when to be a sounding board? Yeah, is she is she really complaining or is she as they say it was explained to me, she's talking through her feelings. Yes. Meaning she's, she's feeling talking of, through her feelings. She doesn't need any <laughs> input from you. Yeah. She's, you are now she's, the psychiatrist. <laughs> she she's she's feeling a variety of things and as she talks she eventually settles on how she really feels about something. So one thing might make her feel angry, upset, but then she might be sympathetic at the same time. So as she talks through those things, she's processing how she feels. Men, we think of that as a waste of time. I know that, but understand. And ladies, it didn't mean it. I didn't say that it was. Let's, let's get that straight, okay? <laughs> So Men ladies, when, feel. Ladies, when you are expressing yourself, more than likely it's because you already know how to fix the problem. You just want to talk about it. Men, yeah. when we express ourselves, it's because we want to fix the problem that we're talking about. Correct. And this this is a callback to a classic, classic book, the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. Yes. This is a major fundamental difference in men and women. And that's why, man, you need to educate yourself on the difference. When she's really complaining versus when she's talking to express to get herself to an emotional state of certain feelings. And you, we hear that and we think it's the same, but it's not. Take time to, because if you don't, 
you're going to be more frustrated than you need to be and you don't need to be that frustrated and you don't have to frustrate her because you're ready to grab you know a screwdriver or, or socket wrench and ready to try to fix it and take care of it no nah, that's not and, what she wants and men don't so. be afraid to ask about it before what like when yes. she rants into it don't be afraid to say baby are you just wanting to talk about this or do you want me to try and help yeah because she'll yeah. be honest i just want to talk about it so okay all right yeah exactly just ask this you know here's a here's a here's a hack man here's a hack when she starts getting <laughs> i'll give you a hack okay when she starts getting into some stuff and you're confused is she complaining or is she venting just look at her and say, how do you feel about that? And then let her talk again. And then when she gets to another point, say, what do you think of that? And let her keep talking. Remember those two questions? Mm-hmm. Then you'll start figuring out, oh, she's just talking. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm going to say it. In the Brunel brain says, so <laughs> she's talking to talk. Yeah, a majority of the time, if you say, how do you feel about that? Or, or you know, and what do you think about that? If she wants you to do something, she will say, well, I want you to dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. So now you know, and now there's not the guesswork of you're ready to go fix it. Does she want you to fix it? Does she want you to listen? Just ask, so start asking those two questions. Say, how do you, what do you think of that? She'll talk. Say, what do you feel about it? She'll talk again. Then by the time, hopefully, and then if you're still a little bit confused, ask her again. Say, and what do you think about that? Let her talk some more. So, and then that makes you feel like what? And then let her talk some more. And hopefully about two rounds of that, she'll be where she needs to be, and then you'll be cool, and then you can go back doing what you're doing. She can go back doing what she's doing, and everybody's cool. So hopefully. We're going to wrap up this show. Call it a day. Thank everybody for listening in. If you got a question, call it in, 813-534-0169. Text in your question, 813 813- Five three four zero one six nine. Check out Magic D TV uh, on YouTube. That's where we're going to load all the episodes. Check out Magic D on Facebook if that's where you want to consume your content. On Facebook, on YouTube, go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Type in Men's Secrets Podcast. We will come up all over the place. Thank all of you again for listening. Be sure to get in your questions so we can get them answered on the show. We appreciate all of you for listening in. We hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Signing off and goodbye.